Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Bodega, 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 Alpha and Omega. Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. Sawingabara, serving platter. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh yeah. Let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That one. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled by mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. The Manhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090, Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933, and Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Let's drop the free agent puck. Welcome to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast with NBCChicago.com's James Navo and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Here I Chicago! Welcome into this NHL free agency special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is Jay Zawoski. It is 145 on Sunday, July 1st. Uh, apparently free agency, at least day one of free agency, has come and gone for the Chicago Blackhawks. And just as the clock struck, 11 a.m. Central, the Blackhawks announced a trio of signings, the first of which, Cam Ward. Not a surprise. We reported that deal as being done late last week. It's a one-year deal, $3 million, uh, with a no-movement clause. Also signed 38-year-old winger Chris Kunitz to a one-year $1 million deal and 28-year-old defenseman Brandon Manning on a two-year deal with an average value of $2.25 million. That's the cap hit for Manning. So we knew the Blackhawks would be active as free agency arrived. We knew that there were several needs they needed to address. Uh, I was told goaltending, defense, and center were the priorities. Uh, two of those three have been addressed with defense and goaltending. Chris Kunitz is a guy who 
was not really on my radar. When you look at the Hawks' needs, I don't think aging, you know, third line used to be decent scoring winger was among those needs. But they pick him up. Uh, he's a guy that, in an ideal situation, can give you, you know, 10 to 15 goals on a third or fourth line role. My fear with this one is that Joel Quenville is going to become enamored with the locker room stuff, with the four Stanley Cups, with all the things that Chris Kunitz has accomplished in his career before coming to Chicago and put a kid who is probably better and obviously has more upside than Kunitz onto the bottom six so Kunitz can play and maybe get some more goals or contribute more on one of the top six lines. I don't want that to happen. And I think we saw for a long time last year with Patrick Sharp, Quenville was sort of for a while trying to shoehorn Sharp into that top six, hoping that it would help, hoping that the Patrick Sharp of old would come and show up and be the guy he was. He wasn't. And, you know, Chris Kunitz will be 39 by the time the season begins. Um, I'm 40 and uh, I'm old and I feel old. And I'm sure Chris Kunitz, I have not had, you know, years and years of Stanley Cup experience, you know, behind me and those injuries and those aches and pains. I just don't know much how much Chris Kunitz has left in the tank. For a million dollars, I'm not going to freak out. It's fine to add some depth. Some scoring depth is always a good thing to have. Veteran leadership has value, even though in this sort of new age of advanced metrics and things like that, it's hard to quantify, but those things do matter. Having a good clubhouse matters. He's a sort of guy, clubhouse. I'm in baseball mode. Having a good locker room matters, and Kunitz is the sort of guy that can help in that situation. Uh, he's also good if a guy gets hurt in the top six. He can fill in in a pinch and provide some decent replacement-level play up there. But again, my one fear with Kunitz is the Q is going to try to keep him on that top six, and it's just going to keep a kid who could be growing, who could be playing with better players, buried on the bottom six and not getting enough minutes. That's my fear. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. Hopefully it won't. Those are my thoughts on Chris Kunitz. Uh, Cam Ward. Uh, we discussed him on our last podcast. I had just been told when we recorded, moments before we recorded that podcast, that it was a guy the Hawks were interested in. The next morning, that's when things really escalated. That's when we found out that they were close to a deal. Then later that day, we found out that a deal was basically agreed upon and just be needed to be made official today. It was made official, and we looked at some of the guys who were around um, – you know, Cam Ward and free agency, Carter Hutton, Jonathan Bernier, guys like that, other options at goal. You saw Carter Hutton actually sign with Buffalo for less money, $2.75 million for three years. Ward, like I said, got $3 million and a no movement clause for one year. There are some people in hockey that believe that Hutton maybe took less money to go start in Buffalo to be their starter, but they've got an elite goaltending pros, uh, prospect in Olmark behind him, and he could jump up and take that job from Hutton as soon as next year. So, you know, it, we can sort of nitpick all these deals. We can nitpick all the guys that Stan could have and couldn't have had. Um, I'm not as down on the word signing as a lot of people are. I know he played in a tough system in Carolina. Bill Peters' system is always sort of tough on goalies. It's demanding. They also have a very sort of shut down defense. And while that sounds great, that usually creates a lot of traffic in front of the goalie. So there are some things that could point to a little bit of a bounce back from Cam Ward. And if it is truly 
a backup situation, which is what they're calling it, then I don't. I think it's fine. I think having a, a tandem of healthy Corey Crawford and Cam Ward as your one and two is probably better than most teams in the league would have or dream of having. I said all off season and even before that that the Blackhawks' actions during free agency would send a big message about how they feel about Corey Crawford's health. By signing Cam Ward, they're either telling me that they think he's healthy, they think Crawford's going to be ready, and Cam Ward is truly the backup, or they have criminally over-evaluated Cam Ward. If they think that Cam Ward, at this point in his career, is the kind of goalie that's going to carry you for 40, 50 starts, they're deeply mistaken. I don't know if Carter Hutton's that guy either. I don't know if Anton Kudobin's that guy either. I don't know if Robert Leonard's that guy either. But I know Cam Ward's not that guy. Needless to say, if Crawford's out, if there's another season next year like there was last year where Crawford misses half the year, it probably doesn't matter anyway. But, I don't know, in a, in a backup situation, and that they've been saying all along that Crawford's going to be ready, they expect him to be ready for camp, blah, 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 blah. That's what they've been saying. So I'm going to take them at their word. But if not, if there's not a, uh, you know, if Corey Crawford is not having a typical starting goalie season, sure, there might be injuries here and there that keep him out for a week or two or whatever. But if we're looking at another long-term absence of Corey Crawford, Cam, uh, Cam Ward is simply not good enough in that role. The third signing, Brandon Manning. Truth be told, don't know a ton about his game. I know he's physical. I know he's a stay-at-home defenseman. I was told yesterday, and I tweeted as much, that Stan, or that Joel Quenville wanted a stay-at-home defenseman. He wanted a guy that was going to focus on defense first. He got him in Brandon Manning. The Philadelphia Flyers beat writer for Philly.com uh, described Manning in a tweet today, and I'm going to look it up here real quick. I have it written in my piece on 670thescore.com if you want to check that out as I search for it. Uh, the way he described him is as a number seven defenseman, a good guy to be used in reserve, a good fallback option as a seventh defenseman. That is a quote from Sam Charchildi of Philly.com. Stan Bowman today in his conference call said we're trying to improve in the area where we're lacking that's the physical nature of his game he called Manning a late bloomer and he's playing his best hockey now uh, I hope that's true because if you're a number seven defenseman for the Flyers it probably doesn't mean you're a top four for the Blackhawks now all these things said it'd be foolish for me to not acknowledge that it's July 1st <laughs> and there's a lot of things that can happen from right now until the season begins in October but day one of free agency, I think a lot of people were expecting the Hawks to make a splash, and today was more of a drip. Uh, you know, Cam Ward, fine, household name to hockey fans, uh, nice resume, uh, but we've known about that for a few days. Chris Kunitz and Brandon Manning, to me, um, on day one of free agency and what is a critical Blackhawks season, not only for the team, not only for the roster, but for Joel Quenville and Stan Bowman. For this to be your day one haul, to me, it's not good enough. It's not good enough, and I and I do think other moves are coming, but you look at you look at Chris Kunitz, right? A guy for a million bucks who's thirty nine years old when the season begins, thirteen goals. Why not just give that money to Anthony Duclair and see what you have? Then, if you feel like Duclair's not that and you're contending, 
trade deadline trade for a guy like Chris Kunitz, right? The, the moves today felt to me like the moves that you make at the trade deadline to fortify your roster. Okay, you know, our, our scoring's a little thin. Uh, Chris Kunitz is a guy with a lot of playoff experience. Let's give up a fifth-round pick for him or a fourth-round pick for him as a rental. You know, our D, we could use a little more physicality on D. Got a guys, a couple guys playing a little banged up. We can give them a spell before the playoffs. Let's pick up a Brandon Manning. That's a nice 6'7 guy that can help us out should an injury occur. Those, to me, are not day one of free agency. You know, those are your big splash signings. And the fact that they were announced at, what, 11.02 on the Hawks' Twitter um, tells me that they've known these deals are going to be signed. It's not like they were sort of letting the day play out to see what happens. They, they had their minds made up on these three. So, look, I know there's more coming. I do think they'll add a more substantial player as it goes here. But so far, the offseason is off to sort of an underwhelming start. I don't think the Hawks are much better today than they were when the season ended last year. Fine. Kunitz and Manning make them slightly better, but it's slightly better enough for them to be Stanley Cup contenders. I don't think so. You know, you saw James Van Riemsdyk, who was a guy talked about um, in, around the Hawks for a little while, but he got $7 million from Philly. That's a bad deal. That's the sort of thing that you're glad Stan Bowman didn't do. But at the same time, it would have added a little more excitement to today, right? Speaking of that, I should address the big deal signed today. John Tavares, uh, he was the key free agent piece. He goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, seven-year deal, $11 million cap hit, uh, Went to his childhood team, which is very cool. I don't know if you saw it, but on his Twitter, tweeted a photo of himself asleep in his bed with Toronto Maple Leafs uh, sheets and pillows all around him, and it said something along the lines of, it's not every day you get to fulfill a childhood dream. So John Tavares going to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and all I could think of when that signing was announced was July 1st, 2009, when the Blackhawks announced they had signed Marion Hosa. And that was a name that was sort of... Ahead of free agency, like maybe in a long shot, the Hawks could make this happen. But it felt like, you know, the Hawks never this was at a time when the Hawks never got top free agents. They were always sort of on the outside looking in. They'd always get sort of the second tier guys. And free agency started at noon or maybe it was 11 Chicago time like today and nothing happened. There was no news, really. Um, and then like later in the day, some whispers started happening about Marty Havlat. Then I think it had to be around 4 or 5 p.m when the news finally broke that the Blackhawks signed Marion Hosa, and I could not believe it. I had already sort of moved on with my day and saying, okay, well, you know, the Hawks are probably done. We'll see what happens in the days to come. Um, all of a sudden, out of the blue, Marion Hosa signs with the Blackhawks. That's how Leafs fans had to be feeling about John Tavares today. They've got the young pieces in place. They've got Nylander. They've got uh, Mitch Marner. They've got Austin Matthews. The D's a little thin, but you bring in John Tavares, and now you've got a deep as hell forward core and uh I don't know they're as good as any team in the east to me at this point I really I really think that the Toronto Maple Leafs are about to enter into a new era of uh, eastern conference dominance now I know people like to laugh off the Leafs but when you look at that that top 12 those top 12 forwards that is that's an elite offensive team maybe they flip one of those young forwards for some defensive help um but they're going to be exciting as hell to watch. They already were. Now they add John Tavares to that mix. They're going to be incredible to watch. I don't hate the Leafs like a lot of people do. 
Uh, I'm excited to see them sort of back on top of the hockey world because I think that's where they belong. They've also got probably the best coach in the NHL and Mike Babcock. So really exciting times for Leafs fans. And I, again, I couldn't just think of anything but that host of signing today. So good memory on what was kind of a weird and disappointing day for Hawks fans. Uh, one more thing, too, on the Tavares thing. I'm sure you guys have seen the you know, the national media types on TSN and Sportsnet and all those people in Canada that cover uh, for agency breathlessly, and I love it. I eat it up every year. But they're kind of bagging on John Tavares like, oh, you know, he could have been more up front with the teams that were eliminated and he should have made his decision sooner. He waited till an hour in the free agency to make his decision. God forbid the guy making the biggest decision of his life, where he's going to spend the next seven years of his career, where he's going to sign his biggest contract of his career. That's a big decision. And maybe last night when they all wanted it before they went to bed, he hadn't made up his mind yet. Maybe he was considering every team that had talked to him. Maybe he and his family were sitting around saying, what's the best thing for all of us? Let's look at all these teams and discuss it, then sleep on it, then wake up and make our decision. I think to pester a guy to make a decision early because the convenience is you. And then a lot of people were saying, well, you know, Tavares not making this decision. It's, it slows down the, the market. It's holding other signings up. I know it's July 1st, and we're excited for 100 million signings today, but he's earned that right to be the top free agent prize, and he should be able to take his time if he wants to. Screw everybody else. It's his career. Why does John Tavares care where Antoine Roussel is going to end up? Well, I better sign so people know <laughs> what money to give Antoine Roussel or Jay Beagle, who Hawks fans were fur furious the Hawks didn't sign today. Jay Beagle, a fourth-line center, got $3 million a year today. That's dumb. Those are the things on July 1st you don't want to see are these crazy overspends. And I, I think I mentioned this in our last podcast. You have to caution against those post-Stanley Cup contracts. Longtime Hawks fans will remember the name Jason Cullimore, defenseman who played with the Lightning, won the Stanley Cup with the Lightning, and then the Hawks could not wait to scoop him up, and he sucked. It was a disaster. John Clemson, another guy like that, who had good years with Colorado, during their cup runs as a role-playing defenseman, then the Hawks bring him in to be their number one, and they're like, this guy's not a number one. Yeah, no kidding. It's John effing Clem. Everyone knows he's not a number one defenseman, except you, Bill Wirtz and Bob Pulford. Anyway, I'm rambling on. James and I will have a full podcast coming for you probably tomorrow night, Monday night, or Tuesday. Um, but until then, if any news breaks, I'll be back with you. James, if he's free, can jump in and do a podcast as well. So if any news breaks, keep it on the Madhouse podcast. We'll be there for you. But until then, thanks for listening. This is Jay Zawoski. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast has been brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and Marishka's in Crest Hill. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hi, I'm Tia. The upstairs-downstairs neighbor dynamic is so special. We have our own language. Like when I scream at my mom on the phone, the people downstairs bang on the ceiling to show their support. The nighttime's the best time to rearrange furniture. I call it midnight feng shui. And if I sleep through my alarm in the morning, they bang on my door to wake me. So thoughtful. 
Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Dear home, we need a change. A room evolution. We need HomeSense. A new store where one bold piece can change your whole place. Like a leather sofa built for beauty and binge watching. With endless discoveries, I'll always bring you something pretty or cool or pretty cool. Want a hand-woven rug? Game-changing savings mean the answer is yes. I'm going now. The new store is in Franconia at Manchester Boulevard and Beulah Street. Love you. HomeSense. This changes everything. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.